0: Hi Jason, welcome back to Leading is Serving. Hey, Chris, it's good to see you, man. It's good to see you too.
1: I am super excited today because this is the beginning of 2023 for us for interviews. Yes, and some of these, you know, we learned so much last year. Well, I don't know if you did, but I did. I, I learned did so much last year from so <laughs> many of our interviews that I really, really enjoyed it. But I know with our new format shifting a little bit, and yeah, there was a lot of information all at, on one podcast, so right, it, we broke it up this year, right? Mm -hmm. And so now we're doing um, some coaching, and then we're also splitting it up so that we can still do our interviews. Right, Um, right. And I just, I'm super
0: excited about that. I really, really did enjoy our interviews. I am too. I am too. I loved it, but the... The production time last year was was extensive, it, yeah. And this is even streamlined it for us, which I didn't expect as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I am super excited to get into this season of interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting it off with a bang today. I mean, we totally, are. we really are. And so, you know, guys, jump over to a uh, leave us a rating a review. It's a great way to spread the the. The good of hopefully you think this is good, right? I mean, if you're listening still, it must <laughs> right. be. I don't know. Um, but we would love to hear from you. We sure. um, should. Sure. We're still taking nominations for leader interviews. Yeah, if you're um, a leader and you're listening to this, make sure that
1: you, you, I mean, it's not a bad thing to nominate yourself to, hey, come on, I, I would love yeah. to do a podcast yeah. because
0: we would love to learn from you as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, um, everybody on the podcast that we, we've interviewed over what 50 leaders I, or something like that, something like and that, and. We want y'all to know none of us have been pros at this, even Chris yeah. and I. I mean, yeah. we had no podcasting experience. Maybe that shows, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, But less than, I mean, I'm thinking probably three of yeah. the interviews we've had well, have ever been on a podcast before. And
1: I don't know how many of them said, hey, you know what? I don't think I can do that. And I'm like, look, it's just a coffee conversation. Like it's literally yeah. like sitting down and have a cup of coffee yeah. and just chit-chatting. And we want you to know, minimal editing. Yeah, we, we don't do a lot of editing. Yeah, which just tells you how we're, good these people are. Right, and they're wonderful. This is, you know. So don't don't be scared. And we can do editing. Like yeah, if we, we can. If we need to. Yeah. Like so, if you are entertaining the idea or even thinking about it, make sure you reach out to us because we're yeah. looking forward to doing these. Or make
0: your best friend nominate you. That, right. that works. There you go. <laughs> And if not, just tell them I did. I'll nominate you. That's right. Just, just That's give me right. a call. <laughs> just, yeah. But yeah, shoot us a message, an email. Uh, let us know uh, what you're thinking, if you like the new format and stuff like that. So we'd yeah. love to hear from you. So let's chat about our guest today. Yeah. Tell me about it. So Erin Smith is her name.
1: Wonderful. And she is one of the owners at Spotlight Strategies. Yep. And as you know, they do a lot of promotional products, mm-hmm. um, signs, and different things. And then um, she is a rock star. Like... Yeah, she makes me tired looking at what she does. So <laughs> I, I'm just like, man, I'm super excited about chatting with her today because right. she is just, um, she's a go getter.
0: Yeah, yeah. And on top of her business growing like crazy over the last number of years, she is also running, um, kind of founding the Rock the Block mm-hmm. fundraiser here in the here in the community. Um, which raises funds for other nonprofits, which is just amazing. It's a nonprofit it. that raises, yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's super cool. It is. and I know they have uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing the story of this. Yeah, so let's chat with her and get some more of this insight. Absolutely. We'll be right. Back. Well, hi Aaron, how are you doing today? I'm great. Welcome to the podcast. We're glad you joined us today to tell us your story.
2: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah. So let's go ahead and just kind of jump in with, um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, and uh, where you're at today.
2: So I moved here to Indiana. Let's see. My youngest son is 21, so it would be, or he actually just turned 22, so uh, about 22 years ago, and uh, didn't know a thing about what I got into business for but wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and so i did that for about six months and said whoa i'm gonna need to do something else <laughs> 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 and uh so anyway i wound up starting um a business from home and started out with an embroidery machine one in my dining room and mm-hmm. had my boys and you know cheerios going over the baby gates and <laughs> and sewing in between naps and uh all of that and then um Uh, got to the point where, you know, increased sales enough to where I actually needed to move out of my home and find somewhere else to produce Mm -hmm. um, and found a a great spot in Center Grove that allowed me to, uh, a separate building at my home where I was able to go out and and, uh, do what I needed to do or, you know, late nights uh, when the kids (laughs) were in bed. Um, And then, really, that just continued to grow. Um, And then 2008 happened. And, uh, yeah, 50% of my business, like, went away. Oh my Um, goodness. And part of that was because of just the expectation. Um, You know, embroidery was really seen as a more high value uh, item. And Mm -hmm. so we had customers that had money, but they were like, well, we really don't want to get anything nice for anybody because, you know, the other half of whoever we're giving this to is, like, out of a job. And so Mm -hmm. that seems a little frivolous. Um, And so, yeah, we just, that, that just went away overnight. Oh, wow. Hmm. And uh, in the meantime, I had known Susan McCarty, who is now my current business partner at Spotlight Strategies. Uh, mm-hmm. We had known one another and had kind of um, uh, referred business back and forth. So she primarily did printing and promotional products. I primarily did embroidery and screen printing and promotional products. And so what wound up happening was we literally met in the Marsh grocery store that's no longer there. Um, <laughs> and I remember saying, you know, hey, how's it going? And I remember her mustering up a fine. Right. <laughs> and I was like, hey, you want you want to go grab a drink over at Louie's? Uh, Louie's Bar and Girl was in business back then, uh, where, mm-hmm. where tried and true is now. Right. And we went and we had a martini and we, we cried uh, because mm-hmm. life was really tough at that point. Right. Um, and uh, we just said, you know what, this is ridiculous. Um, we We are two smart women and we, you know, we can figure out how to do this. And mm-hmm. so... We just kind of had a handshake over a drink and said, "Okay, I needed cash, um, and so I went and sold for both companies." And um, Susan is incredible at operations and processes, oh, like and them. so she she kind of took that piece on. We actually, um, we actually shared employee expenses. I'm sure that our accountant was probably dying at that point in time. But, <laughs> but you know, you were yeah. just trying to figure it out. Um, right, you know, trying adding, to survive. Exactly. Um, and so we wound up going into tw- 2009, and um, we ended. So we literally co-branded and co-marketed our companies together. Mm-hmm. And ended 2009, both of us, best years yet, revenue-wise, respectively. Which we, I mean, we ended the year, and I was like, uh... I mean, I, we obviously need to keep doing this because we're doing something right. Right, right. Um, So then, you know, it became, well, how do we do this? How do we bring these two companies together? Because she was located down in Franklin and I was located in Center Grove. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we pulled together a, um, I think we had seven people. Um, we pulled together this board. Susan thought I was crazy because we had zero money to pay anybody to help us. And I was like, you know, I just think, I'm gonna ask. What's the worst they can say? No, we don't want to help you. Right, right. <laughs> so right. anyway, um, every single person I asked to be on this board said yes. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh,
1: yeah, uh, this board
2: was for what purpose? It it literally was to help us bring our companies together because Susan had purchased a company prior to I had never. I had just started from scratch. Right. But we knew we had some issues. We were going to be bringing staffs together. We were going to be. Um, we needed a new name. We needed. You know. We needed to figure out. How best to position ourselves, Um, and so we literally went out and just asked the people who we who we knew knew what they were doing in their lane. So we had an accountant, an attorney, a business development person, uh, had a banker, um, and uh, a marketing person, um, and it was wonderful. We had about we met about six different times, um, and to this day there, those folks, um, are still doing business with one another. So, so Hmm. what we thought, you know, wasn't a value in a, in a sense, they're still doing business with one another, you know, how many, what, like 13 years later. Right. Um, which is really kind of cool. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but you know, we only did it for a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, at the end of the year we said, thank you. And you know, then Mm -hmm. we quote unquote got married in 2011, January one, 2011 is when, you know, all the books rolled into one and, and, uh, you know, it was it was trying times um, for okay. a couple of years just because right. uh, we had a lot of debt we were trying to get rid of um, in the in that whole entire process. And and uh, but we overcame and, you know, just continued to increase revenues every year and wow. whatnot. So now, you know, we were here in 2023 and we have. Lots of new pieces of equipment that I don't think I ever would have dreamt of having, um, <laughs> but uh, it's fun, and you know, there's not a day, there's never a day I go, oh, I don't want to go to work, um, yeah. and so uh, for that, I feel very blessed.
1: Can I ask you, uh, the question that you were talking about this team? I and mean, what made you think the, to come and ask these people to become a team to helping uh, to help empower you, give you more information to help grow your businesses?
2: Well. You know, I think at some point you realize you really don't know that much, <laughs> um, and so it's like you want to surround yourself with people who are way smarter than you. Um, mm-hmm. And although I had a vision of what I thought we could become, I didn't know how to get there. Mm. And um, is
1: your partner a visionary person?
2: Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, a lot of times though, she'll say, "I Erin dreams up these things," and then. I help her figure out how to get it done. Okay. Um, but uh, uh, she, she certainly, you know, has a vision. And, and we both have very strong personalities. Yeah. And so we don't always agree. Right. That can be interesting. I um, bet. We'll, we'll yeah, touch on that in a minute. So, so, Some of the times our staff, I'm sure, are like, oh, no. Um, but. We also know what our best lane is, mm-hmm. and so when and the longer we've been in business together, the more we recognize um, when one is really vocal or feels very strongly. It's like, okay, I'm not gonna, you it's know, not I'm not, to well, I mean, I might push up against it in some respects just to make sure that right. you mm-hmm. know it, everything's idea. been considered. But uh, most of the time, you know we We do our due diligence uh, when yeah. we decide we want to go right or left or that mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. thing, so
1: so you go through that process you get you have a better understanding on how to best i I assume that they gave you wisdom on how to best move forward, coming from like two thousand eight where you're both struggling. You now have a good year with them giving you influence, I assume. Is that um, accurate?
2: You know, I think they asked a lot of questions that mm. we might not have asked ourselves, um, and so we kind of just came up with a um, an agenda uh, and said, okay, you know, by by the end of this year, we need to have all this stuff figured out so right. that we have the business plan in place. A bank will actually talk to us, uh, you know, and and if we need capital to you know do whatever we need to do, um, mm-hmm. and then I think in some in some respects, you. you I was positioned... The Stitchsmith was the old name of my business, um, and Susan's business was Franklin Printing. So neither one encapsulated what we were actually doing. So that's how Spotlight Strategies was born, is like, okay, all of that fits under Spotlight Strategies. And so... Mm -hmm. um, and, And our group very much liked that and agreed to that. I mean, they didn't help us come up with that. That was something we had already done. But they used that, I think, to figure out, okay... No, you're going to, you know, you're going to need to do one, two, three over here. And then how are you going to position yourself in the market?
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: you, you were positioned over here. You were positioned here. Mm-hmm. Now, how is that going to work together? And I'll tell you, uh, after the, we, you know, we thought we needed salespeople. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we tried that multiple times. Yeah. It did not work. Um, and finally, I just looked at Susan and I was like, the people that are sitting in these seats entering orders and interacting with our customers, those are our salespeople. Right um because we st- still to this day referral business is our number one way we mm-hmm. have grown a right. company um I would say close to eighty five percent maybe seventy five percent now um, we made the leap two years ago to really invest in SEO uh, and uh, um, and let me tell you that was a fight fight between Susan and I because all of our experiences in building websites have not been a good one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people can promise you the stars and the moon, and then you're right. like, "What are we doing now?" And and there was it was just very aggravating. Mm-hmm. Um, but we could see the writing on the wall with COVID that people didn't want you coming to sell them anything. Right. Uh, you know, and you right. could you could I mean until they need something, right? Then then they'll spend the time to talk to you. Um, and so anyway, we we increased our um, footprint. A lot in uh, web stores, which was huge during COVID, and that's just continued to grow. Um, And people, you know, we do web stores for all kinds of people, and so they see Mm. us doing this, and if they own a company, they're like, hey, if she's doing this for the team, she probably can do it for my company, which is true. Um, And so we've seen huge increases there. Mm -hmm. And then I would say the other thing is that um, on a marketing perspective, I don't know that we really knew which way we should go. You mm-hmm. know, and mm. so it was kind of like we we didn't ever want to have, you know, one big giant elephant as a customer. Right. Uh, and so to this day, we do not have any customer that's more than 10 percent of our revenue. That's awesome. Okay. Um,
1: and that's intentional, I assume. Yes, mm. very much so. Um,
2: because, you know, at any point in time, the economy can affect a market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right. so we just didn't want to be that vulnerable as I had already experienced back in my Yes. Smith days yeah. <laughs> I, so I really don't want that pain ever again right um, and uh, you know and then from a management perspective I am not a good manager I know that about myself mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. Susan is much better at, at that piece of it uh, and so again knowing our employees at the time and then who, what's the next r- right hire uh, mm-hmm. you know to grow our and build our team and then we uh, got turned on one of the uh, gentlemen who was on our board, um, invited us to a, uh, oh, I can't even remember what it was called, but it, it was all business development about, and about scaling your company. Okay. And so we went to this, and it was like, it was like the light bulbs went off, and we just devoured this book separate of one another. Susan went home and read hers all weekend, I read mine all weekend, we came back, and I was like, oh my gosh, we ha- we have to do this. And so mm. um, that uh, when I told you we meet every Fridays, uh, every Friday at 10.07 um, is our huddle time. And uh, that came out of that book and about scaling and making sure everybody on your team knows what the heck's going on. Right. Um, we're really busy, so we can't do that every day. Um, right. But, boy, doing it once a week um, is really imperative. And then I kind of added in on the end is that you have to – and sometimes I get my – Uh, Employees will roll their eyes a little bit like, oh, here we go again. But (laughs) it's really important. So you you have to, at the end of our huddle, you have to say something you learned, something you're thankful for, Mm -hmm. uh, or a highlight of your week. Mm. And it's really interesting because you get to really know your teammates and what's important to them Mm. um, or what they're struggling with. And Mm. so uh, we've been doing that now for, I don't know, gosh, seven years or so, uh, seven or eight years. And it's really... It's really kind of fun because, you know, sometimes you get just the rote answers, you know. It's just a blah week, whatever. But then there's other times where, you know, people are really excited because they haven't seen their family in a year. Or they, whatever. I mean, you know, and and so you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, that's important. So we need to make sure we get out of here on time because they got places to go. You know, uh, and and important things that, you know, it's their why for why they get up and and come to work every day. Mm -hmm. That's awesome.
0: So I want to backtrack to the dining room. Oh yes. From the one uh, uh. the one embroidery <coughs> machine mm-hmm. to what Spotlight Strategies is today. Okay. And you've talked a lot about uh, the value in in your team and mm-hmm. the lanes that y'all stay in and the why of why you wake up in the morning. And you said you there's not a day you don't enjoy going to
2: work. There's not. I've not had one. So what
0: is your That's lane? Awesome. What is what is what is the passion that started in the dining room that is still fueling your drive today?
2: Um, I think it's solving problems. Okay, It's really solving problems because really, you know, we have customers that come to us that say, hey, I need a I need a poster board for this. Well, a lot of times they'll say, I need it tomorrow. <laughs> okay, well, let's see how we can figure that out. But then we have a lot of customers who are like, you know, I, I, I've started this new business. I, I'm not sure... You know, which way I should go? Here's my budget. What do you think is the best way to utilize it? Mm -hmm. You know, so we get the opportunity to speak into that. Mm -hmm. Um, We get the opportunity to um, learn new stuff every single week, every single day, just about. Um, Where, you know, a customer will call and say, Hey, can you do this? And it's hilarious because most of the time they're like, Well, We'll write that down and get back to you. And, you know, the sort of, they cut because they know right. I'm going to say, well, we have to figure it out. I mean, if we don't know how to do it, then let's figure out how to do it. Right, right. That's We're going to solve a problem for somebody. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of our um, culture statements, as I had indicated before, that, you know, we went through this whole scale issue, and it was all about figuring out what is our culture, you know. And we, we have four main pillars in our culture, and one of them is beat solutions focused. Mm. So if you, you know, and we have customers that call and, and say, you know, I need a pink, I don't know, a pink socks with polka dots on them, and I need them, you know, in seven days. Well, okay, we know we're not going to be able to get exactly that, but our expectation, Susan and mine's expectation is, is that you're going to tell that customer, well, I tell you what, let me see what I can come up with, and, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll get back to you. And so Mm -hmm. maybe we can only get pink socks in seven days, or maybe we can get polka dotted socks in seven days, or maybe we can get, have you even thought about a scarf instead of socks? I mean, it, you yeah. know, it's that Options. whole piece of, and some people might look at that and say, oh, you're just trying to upsell or whatever. Well, no, not really. I mean, you're really trying, th- those people need something. They're trying mm-hmm. to accomplish something. So how can I help them get there? Right. Um, and, and that, I mean, you know, you just, you learn a lot um, in trying to do that. You know, we, we do um, sell uh, stuff overseas. Uh, you know, we do have some different um, folks that we utilize. Um, it's not fun, usually. Uh, but when prices is an issue, you know it's still much cheaper to get you know large volume uh, mm-hmm. goods from overseas, and so um, you know that's a, that's always a learning curve. Yeah, mm. and it I was bet. a big one during COVID. Um, you know oh, where I supply bet. chains were just oh, yeah. a mess. So and they're still they're still backed up. They're still we're still having issues uh, in certain arenas. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So and you know I guess for me it's it's uh, you know you be you're willing to learn whatever whatever it is that makes the ship go mm-hmm. I, i'm willing to do that and mm-hmm. um and, and i do enjoy um i enjoy fundraising so that's some mm-hmm. of where that nonprofit piece came from um and i enjoy giving back to my community because i feel okay. like you know i've been blessed with uh a lot in my life and so how how, how do i share that right mm-hmm. it's more fun when you share right. it right.
0: we really want to dig into that but i have one question before we move off a of spotlight sure um Favorite project or favorite solution, or maybe the weirdest thing you guys ever printed. What what stands out over the years of like, oh my goodness, I can't believe we got to do that.
2: Um. Oh wow. Uh. I should have had time to think about that before I got Sorry there. About because that. there's <laughs> a lot of there's a lot of different things that are like populating in my brain. Um. I, I'll pick out one thing that helps you understand that whole problem solving thing. So, um. And and you can uh, understand this too from an art perspective. Mm-hmm. So some people think that they have good artwork, um, and they don't. <laughs> but they want you to create something with it. Yes. You know to look a certain way, and you're like, okay, it, it's never gonna. It, we, I mean, like we, it that's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, <laughs> instead of trying to explain that, um, we we. We went ahead and we printed something because the customer was absolutely adamant mm-hmm. that they really wanted us to not make any changes. And so we did that, and it, it of course, didn't look good. Right. Um, and so then we had to backtrack and whatever. Anyway, the project took a long time, but at the end, you know, even though they had the extra expense in it, at the end they were like, "Okay, now we, you know, now we get it. Now we right. understand why." You know. But sometimes you have to be with people wherever they're at. Uh-huh. in their process uh-huh. of you know and and be understanding that you know like okay well this is going to be painful but okay here we go you know right. um yeah and and so you know i would say uh, but i'm telling you what we get asked to put logos on stuff i i'm like they really do put logos on everything, everything. you can imagine And I I do. We do have a a few limitations uh, that that we won't. You know, we don't want to. We're not printing anything that's um, drastically inappropriate and things like that. We we do get asked, um, but we we uh, we say you know we're not we're not the right company for that. So, um, but yeah, no swear words. uh, (laughs) You know, and uh, um, and I will say that um, some of the other. some of the other fun in doing this is when you have your staff, you know, we we have so many projects that come through the door. I don't, I don't know them all. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you scale a company, that's been really fun where you're, it's scary and fun all at the same time. You know, Mm -hmm. you're out and and you're like, Oh look, you did my, you know, you did my shirts. And I'm thinking, "Uh," you know, I, I didn't know that. Oh, it looks great. You know, whatever. And then you get back and, and you're thinking, Okay, I'm happy because I didn't know, Chris. but then I'm a little bit scared because I didn't, didn't know. know. Yeah. I, you know, and, uh, but how could you know everything? Right? Yeah. Okay, right. and you can't, yeah. right? right. Um, so yeah. So I mean, I guess from that perspective, and an achievement of success in, in some facts, but you know, it still makes my stomach turn a little bit every day, which yeah. I, which I guess is part of the other reason why you know you want to get up and do your very best, and mm-hmm. and um, you know, we take a very large responsibility for our staff who we love. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, who work for hard for us every day. And so I better get up and work hard for them. Make, right. make sure stuff the, keeps coming. All the more in the
1: reason why you want to make sure you have quality people on your team. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome.
0: So if I understand so, the timeline then about the time you guys were joining the books at spotlight strategies is when a nonprofit idea sprang on the scene, right?
2: Yeah. And it came, Cause you didn't have enough, right? Yeah. We weren't doing enough. Um, you so, got bored. <laughs> <laughs> right. So literally it came from um, uh, the per, uh, a banker who we were working with, gave us a call and said, there's this company who I was talking to them, and I think you could help them. I said, okay. Doing what? Well, they kind of need some PR. Okay, we were not in – I mean, Spotlight Strategies clearly does not do public relations. Okay. Um, <laughs> and And I was like, well, okay. She's like, well – I think what would help is if they did – they're willing to give up their golf course for an entire day and give back to the community. But they have no idea, like, how to put that together. What does that look like? Hmm. How do you figure that out or whatever? And I was like, hmm, well, okay. Um, And so the one thing that that we haven't done is gone back further than 20-something years. So my uh, schooling is actually – I have a master's degree in social work and administration policy and planning. And I love nonprofits. Mm. I have worked with nonprofits, like, all the way up until I decided I was going to do that stay-at-home mom thing and then said, nope, probably need to find something else after that. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so I thought, wow, what a challenge, you know. And um, it happened to be um, Ted Bishop, the owner of the Legends golf course. Mm. Oh, okay. And uh, so we went and we met with them and and then uh, figured out, OK, that we, we think we know how to map this out. And then it was like, OK, now, wait a minute. We can't do this by ourselves. So who else are we going to get to come sit on this committee and help us do this? And so we created a, a committee and uh, it was called Pay It Forward Johnson County was the name of the nonprofit. Um, and it was really this golfing event that we just grew and grew and grew. And um, then when it got to be um, that fourth year, I had said to Susan, you know, my kids are kind of. They're in high school now, mm-hmm. and I wish there was some way I could give back to Center Grove. And, you know, a lot of times people would think, well, Center Grove has, has enough money is what you would hear a lot of times. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but, but if you're in the school system and, and you live in the community, you understand that that is not so. Um, yes, there's a lot of people who are blessed with wealth in our area, but uh-huh. there are many people who move to Center Grove and skimp by because they believe that that's going to give their kids the best leg up in life, right. the best opportunities. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it was like I, I just really wish I, I could figure out a way to do that. Hmm. Um, and so then I don't even know how I came up with let's do a run. Okay, because first of all, I didn't run. Um, <laughs> second of all, um, like you have to shut streets down and stuff, you know. Yeah. And which right. right. is not the easiest. But Anyway, so I really – I don't remember where, where all of a sudden I'm Mm -hmm. like, Oh, we should do this. Um, I do know that when my kids were in elementary school, there was a run that happened. Um, and it, it was, it was like every, um, it was called race chase and whatever happened, whoever was running that race, I guess, decided to stop running it or whatever. (laughs) And anyway, that kind of went to the wayside. And so I was like, you know, man, there's not anything here. So maybe we should do that. So that's how that came, came about. And, um, so then, of course, it was like, well, we got to put a committee together again, right? Yeah, because right. we have to figure that out. And uh, <coughs> it just so happened that I knew the state representative. Well, I knew the sheriff well, and I knew every county commissioner. So I'm thinking, hmm. I guess I'm in the right position to go hmm. ask yeah. them to shut streets down. You know, that I got the best chance right. for them to say yes. Right. And so I'll never forget it. Um, uh, Doug was the sheriff at the time. And we went, we had to go four different times to the county courthouse building because we had remonstrators. They, they did not want us to run the race and shut down streets. They were certain that we were going to trash neighborhoods and (laughs) all kinds of stuff. Um, but, you know, luckily, uh, we had a lot of other people that showed up in support of the race. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I remember leaving and getting approval and, and Doug said, you, you have one shot (laughs) at this. (laughs) Don't mess it up, you know. And I was like, "Okay, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir." <laughs> um, but it, we uh, we hired Tuxedo Brothers um, to to actually run the the race par- portion of it um, because we knew that you know we wanted it to be top notch. We mm-hmm. knew that we needed the races to be exactly five k, exactly ten k, so that they would be qualifiers for the people who really do run (laughs) you know um, that's important to them um and so yeah so we we hired them and and uh, the first year out we i think we raised like i don't know uh it was less than twenty thousand, um or maybe i can't remember anyway it's been so many years ago um but it was wonderful we had you know several charities that participated but on both the golf outing and rock the block run you know the goal isn 't just to raise money and give it away. I mean the goal is is to involve our community mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in all of these different nonprofits who are doing amazing things yeah. um, and they 're all doing it because it 's their passion. Right. Um, my passion I love to help raise money, I love to fundraise, and so it was like okay, this is great i can I can do what I know i 'm good at uh. and then facilitate all this other positive stuff you right. know with all these other um, awesome. organizations and so you have to participate, and so the deal is you have to come to, if you want to participate in Rock the Block Run, you have to know ahead of time because you have to be at a, a mandatory meeting in January that we have on the Center Grove High School campus. Um, you come in, you, you get whatever information I have, um, if it's changed from year to year. Uh, you find out you have to sign up 20 runners and walkers, and you have to sign up five volunteers by the end of February um, to qualify for large grant dollars. Mm-hmm. And um, this year we had 18 qualify. And um, then, you know, you're kind of off to the races, if you will. So you're trying <laughs> to get as many people to sign up for your charity as possible because in the end, that's how we distribute the the grant funds is based upon how mm-hmm. many participants are signed I'm up. Old. And if you're not a runner at all, you can actually sleep in and your registration will count for your organization. So It's a great way to get people – Involved that maybe you know our families are so spread out these days, but mm. it's a great way to get grandma and grandpa that live in Florida, or you know maybe even have people that live overseas. They can just sleep in for you, um, and it helps your organization. So they
0: sign up for the race and then don't show up
2: for real. It's called the sleep in registration. Yes.
0: Well, um, that's my kind of marathon.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: didn't know that was an option. I, I didn't either. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, so I mean. anyway, so yeah, so that that um, uh, helps you know. Uh, helps folks be able to, again, participate if they're really yeah. not. But here's the thing. Every year we have tons of people who come out who've never done a 5K before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's 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 so incredibly motivating because, you know, people are, you know, having been ill and coming in this is their first race back or, right. um, you know, just never ever thought they could do anything like this and and they wind up completing the 10k or Hmm. um, we have a couple of people that literally this is their reunion they come and get together at rock the block there's three guys that do this they've been to every single race (laughs) and it's just their it's like their weekend rock the block is their weekend and they all come together fly in and you know and Right. Uh, whatever. You know, and it's just like, huh. that. that's awesome. That um, is awesome. Yeah. And then we have, um, you know, we ha- have a lot of kids that participate. We do yeah. a free kids run for, for all the real littles that they might go on, on the 5K with mom and dad in the wagon. But, you know, right. Right. they want right. to run, run. Um, and I'm telling you, that is, oh, you just, <laughs> it is just the best to see a three-year-old come across the, the finish oh. line, the joy in their faces. Oh, is I just bet. That's amazing. amazing. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I bet there's a lot of interaction like with just the groups of people and the different nonprofits that are already there right because like, you can have a
2: booth so we, we create our own main street if you will uh-huh. um and we have vendors come and set up um, we have some food vendors this year's Lou Malnati's pizza so you get a slice really? of pizza when you end the race um Bigsby coffee's coming out um and then um uh we have sweet escapes um that has been mm-hmm. all of those folks have uh, participated last year uh, and uh, Sweet Escapes it's great because they do a ton of stuff for graduation, and so they, yeah. they get a lot right. of um, exposure to a lot of people here in the Center Grove area yeah. uh, by doing that. So That's
0: awesome. That's super cool. So what kind of, um, what kind of organizations do you all have participating this year on the so, nonprofit side?
2: So because it's March, uh, when we kind of get started and, and kind of get in the competition, we, we kind of call it our own little March Madness. So we have a Center Grove Bracket. Um, And in that Center Grove bracket are um, all of the nonprofits that would identify with the school. So, like, we have the cross-country team that uh, Mm -hmm. participates. We have um, the Center Grove dance team is participating this year. Um, uh, There's a couple of the Red Red Alert Robotics, the swim team. I'm I'm missing one of them. Um, So forgive me if anybody's watching uh, or listening uh, and uh, misses that, but um, then in the then we have a Johnson County bracket, and so those are the uh, nonprofits that really service our entire county. Right, um, uh. and it's everything from Isaiah 117 mm-hmm. is a, a participant this year. Um, we have Assist Indiana, um, mm-hmm. the Refuge. I mean, you know, just e- anything that impacts children and families primarily that Mm -hmm. that was our goal Um, and so if your organization Central Indiana Police Foundation I mean you know police officers are really important they impact all of our families right Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
2: so yeah it's it's one of those things where um, all those organizations um, you know and then I and then I kind of you know give the bracket update once a week on you know who's who's winning who's take who's got first place who's second who's third that right. kind of thing so yeah a little, there'll little be,
1: friendly competition yeah a little huh? friendly competition yeah, um that's awesome. yeah
2: yeah and uh so i checked registrations last night we're we're cresting we were at uh i don't know we were very close to 800 registrations for this okay. year so oh, far wow. so um yeah so hopefully maybe um when i get Get to the update may not be today maybe tomorrow maybe we'll be over 800 right. but um and we'll see we'll see a significant uptick in registrations when april gets here too so right because um, the race
0: this year is on
2: april the 22nd
0: 22nd yes okay. all right
2: at center Grove, um, high school and you can't miss it because when you come and park yeah. in the parking lot you just follow the people what's your normal <laughs>
1: attendance usually
2: um last year we, last year we had over a okay. thousand participants um the largest race we had was in 2018 2019 and we had like 1,600 registrations. Yeah. 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 So we haven't quite recovered from stupid COVID, but anyway, Mm -hmm. um, you know, hopefully, uh, and really 2019 was like the weather was incredible. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean that, that really brings a whole lot more people out. Um, you can register, um, online up until the Friday before the race at nine, A.M. We oh, shut wow. down. We shut down registration, and then then that's when we compile all the numbers for the charities to figure mm-hmm. out who's going to get what funds. Um, but then you can uh, packet pickup starts at again at the high school at the Student Activity Center, the SAC, um, and it starts at three thirty on Friday afternoon. And there you can you can come register Friday afternoon at three mm-hmm. thirty, or you can register the morning of the race as well. Gotcha.
0: Hmm. Okay, that's great. What uh, what do y'all anticipate being able to raise this year for? The well, nonprofits.
2: my goal um, was to to get us over the two hundred thousand dollar mark in mm-hmm. to, in total. So right. w- once we started the race, we've we've uh, raised a little over one hundred and sixty eight thousand. So I'm hoping oh, wow. that that we we get to two hundred. So we'll see. Um, but some of that depends on sponsorships. Um, mm. So you know the registrations are a big portion uh, of the proceeds as well. But our sponsorships is really what makes us. You know, um, make make a huge impact, and um, so Johnson Memorial Hospital is a gold sponsor. Spotlight Strategies is is uh, the title sponsor, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, Clever Dogs Media is a gold sponsor. And then we literally we have seven silver sponsors this year so far. Um oh, wow. uh, And those are that's at the fifteen hundred dollar level, um, and then we have t shirt sponsors, booth sponsorships mm-hmm. um, as well. Uh, and so yeah, we we work that pretty hard um, because that's. Uh, you know, really how we're able to get to increase the dollar amounts.
0: That's awesome. Okay. So at this stage of the journey, since you're mid-March, when we're recording this, and the race is just around the corner, the brackets, so you've got your 18 organizations Mm -hmm. that have registered and are going to be part of the distribution of the funds. Correct. Um, How can... Um, other businesses or even nonprofits who missed the registration in January, how could they get involved today, like with the sponsorships and such?
2: Sure. So um, first of all, you can go to our website, mm-hmm. RockTheBlockRun.org. Um, mm-hmm. All that information is there: sponsorship information and um, and even being able to see from a nonprofit view who's participating what that looks mm-hmm. like, um, all that information about how to participate there. Uh, if if you really want to be included on the list, you just need to email info at org and say, hey, w- we want to be on the distribution list um, for next year, and we'll put you on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really what happens is is in November and December, there is an email that goes out to all of our sponsors and all of our charities Every charity that ever participated, we always send out to say, <laughs> yeah. you know, hey, we're getting ready. Put this date on your calendar so right. that they know it's mandatory in January. Um, and then we like to have all of our sponsorships, you know, kind of in, in motion by the end of the year. Um, and then, you know, the then it just kind of works like clockwork. Um, but, you know, th- we have a lot of people on the committee. So, you know, there's somebody that deals with just dealing with the uh, communication with charities. or somebody that just deals with... Um, getting all of our sponsors in and set up uh, and back out, um, mm-hmm. you know, so that it's it's pretty quick. I mean, y- you know, you'll never, if you show up at Center Grove High School at noon on the 22nd, you will have, you will never know a thousand some odd people were there that morning you, because everything is like completely cleaned up by then. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we start really early at 530 in the morning um, and then, you know, get everybody set set and squared away but we have a nice little program before we start the 10k um, that mm-hmm. starts first at 8:35, 35 um, where we have uh, usually some kids come in for us and and sing the national anthem and some oh, fun songs cool. mm-hmm. um, and uh, we have a, an MC that um, helps kind of keep everything going um, so that's not me uh, rich and <laughs> i rich and i is helping us out again this year and is doing that which is great because he he really interacts with the booths and stuff and and mm-hmm. uh uh you know helps them get their message and stuff out too so that's right. awesome right very cool. cool
0: very cool so if you want to sleep in no i'm <laughs> 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 if you want to run um, hop over to rocktheblockrun.org correct okay not rock the block because i hear there's a tv show now
2: oh i was so excited i thought oh my gosh we're Becoming You're. famous. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, and <laughs> I think it's like on
0: HGTV or something yes. like that. Yeah, so yes. don't end up on their website. Right. They don't sponsor runs that I'm aware of, but um, rocktheblockrun.org. Correct. And you can go ahead and sign up. You don't have to have a direct affiliation with any of these groups. You could pick one and choose to join under them, right?
2: Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, and once you do that, uh, we do have your email that, you know, kind of goes into our uh, email database. And so mm-hmm. then you'll begin to get information, you know, that helps prepare you for the race, uh, you know, as we get to race day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of, like t- about 10 days beforehand, um, we have a wonderful in-kind sponsor, BAM, uh, uh, WX, that gives us a uh, blow by blow, uh, weather forecasting for, um, <laughs> up till the race. And listen, it was really important two years ago. I was, I was so incredibly grateful, um, because we had everybody set up outside because of COVID
0: mm-hmm. and it was
2: like, uh, we didn't know what to do. You know, what, which way do we go? And mm-hmm. he was like, I think you got a 20 minute window, you know, and, and we wound up, it literally started sprinkling when we started taking down everybody's booths. I mean, it was just oh, like, wow. it couldn't have been more perfectly timed. <laughs> and a wow. lot of praying was happening. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, because, you know, you really want the experience to be fun for everybody yeah, who comes sure. out. And, yeah. you know, I don't know about you, but doing anything in the rain doesn't D- sound incredibly like fun town, to me. <laughs> but yeah. it, is, it is a race, rain or shine. Um, so the only reason why the race would get canceled is if Tuxedo Brothers said the weather, um, you know, and they have very specific things that they yeah. do to call a race. So um, so that's not on me. So that's good. Yeah,
0: but that's a nice stress not to have. Yeah, right. yes. 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 for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then uh, do you have another nope, question? Go for it. Okay. Um, then for Spotlight Strategies, how, how would somebody connect with you in terms of business and um, if anybody's interested in products or whatnot, but yeah. uh, it sounds um, like you're involved in – helping other people find solutions too. So Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, so uh, spotlight-strategies.com is our website. Um, there's a lot of information there about what we do, mm-hmm. and you can see projects that we've worked on in the past. Um, you know, we really have four lanes of business, printing, apparel, promotional items, and signs. Um, you'll find all that information on the website. Um, you can reach us through Facebook, Instagram. Um, and uh, we're also on LinkedIn. So, um, you know, any of those places, if you have a question, you can pose a question and we'll see that and, and a team member will get back to you. Um, the email that we always tell everybody to use is orders at spotlight-strategies.com. Uh, and really, that's the fastest way you're going to get a, a response. Um, we have about five team members that see that email mm-hmm. and everybody knows their lane. And so when we see something come across, uh, you know you'll get the quickest response if you if you uh interact with us in that in that way
1: okay well great well thanks for that's amazing for spending time with us i yeah i was so excited that you're coming in today because i i love um chatting with you and i'm super excited about learning more about your past and how you've come to where you've come and all the insight that you've gotten. So thanks for sharing that with us yeah. today. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been, been a pleasure.
0: been a pleasure. Well, you guys, thanks for tuning in on com, uh, Or, well, go to leadingasserving.com. Thanks for tuning <laughs> thanks in to for the to podcast, podcast called to. Leading is Serving. And this has been Aaron Smith. And yeah, uh, we're just so grateful you tuned in today. Y'all have a great day. And we'll see you next time.